The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, offering support for your spiritual growth and addiction recovery. Here's Reverend Dan Beckett. Welcome to the Spirit of Recovery podcast. We're glad you're with us today. I'm Reverend Dan Beckett here with co-host Reverend Michelle Vargas. Together, we share ways that spirituality and addiction recovery intertwine and work together to support your spiritual growth in your own recovery journey. We're basically a couple of recovery nerds and ordained unity ministers sharing our experience, strength, and hope on this spiritual journey of addiction recovery. We hope that something you hear today will be helpful to you on your own recovery journey. We invite your questions, comments, wisdom, and feedback anytime. Just send an email to spiritofrecoveryunity at gmail.com. Facebook users, you can message us from our Facebook page, Spirit of Recovery. Just click the send message button right below the banner. And please help us carry the message by following and subscribing to Spirit of Recovery on your favorite podcast platform. Our episode today is titled A Safety Net. We continue to draw inspiration from the daily reflections. This one is from November 18th, 2023. A Safety Net. It first quotes from the 12 and 12, page 105. Occasionally, we are seized with a rebellion so sickening that we simply won't pray. When these things happen, we should not think too ill of ourselves. We should simply resume prayer as soon as we can, doing what we know to be good for us. It continues, sometimes I scream, stomp my feet, and turn my back on my higher power. Then my disease tells me that I'm a failure, and that if I stay angry, I'll surely get drunk. In those moments of self-will, it's as if I've slipped over a cliff and am hanging by one hand. The above passage is my safety net in that it urges me to try some new behavior such as being kind and patient with myself. It assures me that my higher power will wait until I am willing once again to risk letting go, to land in the net, and to pray. What do you think of that? Yeah, there's a lot in there. Um I was thinking that if you stay sober for more than a couple of days, you will eventually have a day like this, right? (laughs) I mean, this is not anything pathological or out of the ordinary. This, you know, we have days where things are tough, where we 
can't pray or, or we don't feel connected. I mean, you and I are ministers. We've dedicated our lives to spiritual work and we have days like that, right? Absolutely. I'm looking to see if you're nodding. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I have, you know, so if a minister has days that they can't pray, then absolutely do not feel like there's something wrong with you if you have days that you can't pray. I mean, that's just part of the human condition. We we struggle with our job of being at once human and divine. That's a tough job. That's a difficult walk for us to walk on a daily basis. And the human experience is extremely compelling, right? There's a lot of stuff that can suck us into being very caught up in our material human existence. So that's the first thing is don't, you know, expect to have days like this. It's just part of life. The question is, what do you do when it happens? You know, and I love the idea of there being a safety net. I think that that's the wonderful thing about the 12 step program is that we don't have to lose all hope when we have a day like this. We know we have tools and there's all kinds of tools, all kinds of tools, right? If you can't pray, meaning, I don't know, you just, you feel stuck. You don't know what to say. Prayer doesn't have to be with words. Prayer doesn't have to be spoken. So if you can't pray, try just sitting quietly for a few minutes. Try going for a walk outside. Try spending a few minutes. You know, I'm always, always pointing people towards nature. So spend a few minutes looking at something green, watching a bird, you know, bathing itself in your bird bath or whatever it is you know um that to me is a type of prayer because prayer really is not to please god or to get god to do what we want god to do that's not in my understanding what prayer is about prayer is about realigning myself right God is always there. It's myself that gets out of alignment, that gets out of um, that gets out of that good space, right? So, whatever it takes to realign myself, and for me, it's um, you know, nature really helps give me perspective on you know the human things that I get so caught up in. If I just watch a bird jumping from tree to tree, that for me, that really um, corrects my perspective a lot you know, and brings me right-sized, like we like to say in in the program, because I tend to get, you know, like all humans, I, I get completely caught up in my own stuff and my own story. And so whatever it takes to get us back to just, okay, let's get some perspective here. Um, let's get a few moments of quiet. If you can't pray, listen, right? The listening part of prayer is just as important as the speaking part. So, okay, that's that's what I would start with. How about you, Dan? What would you say? Well, I would echo that, that, um, you know, having a difficult time, hitting a difficult patch, you know, becoming rebellious or we, you know, the article talks about um, kind of spiritual rebellion. It's very normal. And in fact, if if it never happened, I, I would be concerned. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that... Um, Part of any spiritual growth, wh whether it's addiction is in the picture or not, um, I know that sort of questioning and doubt are critical parts of yes. growth. Because if we're not hitting patches like that, then we're not, in my experience, I'm not being honest with myself yeah. and what's really going on. Yeah. And so if I hit a time where 
I feel like chucking the whole thing out the window and I'm angry about whatever. Usually if I get angry about one thing, I get angry about everything. Yes. At the same time, <laughs> you know, and that this is very normal. Like you said, it's normal to experience periods of resistance or rejection even mm -hmm. of the path. And that's okay. Um, because what we can do is go back to something simple. And I would just echo exactly what you said. Take a walk, take a deep breath, pray or don't if that's not working for you, or just read something out of the big book if that feels like um, it's something you could do, or call a recovery friend. You know, there's a reason when I got into recovery that I was handed, it was a meeting schedule printed out on a trifold, and on the back, they passed it around the room and every man in that room put their name and their phone number on there. And they gave me this list of numbers for a reason. Um, I found it very powerful and I fortunately had um, sponsors who model this really well because they will call me, you know, we've, we've, we're, we're um, kind of co-sponsors now, if you will, recovery fellow travelers and they're just showing me what it looks like to reach out when having trouble. So reaching out to a fellow traveler is yeah. something we can do, even if we're angry at God or angry at the program or or whatever it might be. And I've certainly had those times. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, the most basic thing that the program teaches us, we can go to a meeting. Chances are somebody's going to have a really good story and you're going to get caught up in their story and forget about your own. <laughs> You know, and if you're in really bad shape, then go to a meeting and help make the coffee <laughs> or offer to do a reading or shake a newcomer's hand or something. You know, I mean, these are tried and true things that really they do get get ourselves out of at least momentarily out of whatever it is that we are stuck in and can help shift things. Um, I want to go back to this can't pray aspect of the passage we read, because, again, I'm a minister and there are times that I can't pray, right? Maybe even especially because I'm a minister, because we spend so much time being spiritual leaders and ministering to others and often there's no one ministering to us, right? So this is just my little tidbit. You know, we're in the digital age. There are 10 million apps and videos and things that you can I, you know, maybe I should have an endorsement. I'm not endorsed by Insight Timer, but that is the one that I use, Insight Timer. Um, there are lots of others. When I can't pray, I get on my little app and I find a prayer that some other wonderful person has recorded and I listen to it. I mean, it's so simple. We don't, I, sometimes even ministers, even the most spiritual people cannot come up with the words to pray that's why we pray for and with one another right and so I just pull up one of these prayers and let someone else pray for me or pray with me and um, there's some beautiful prayers that I have found and I will literally when I'm in one of these places and I pull up one of those prayers and I sit quietly and I listen to it I will have tears coming down my face because someone else is praying for me you know or praying with me um, so 
it's totally normal to not to have times when you can't pray when you don't know what to say you're stuck you just can't let someone else who when they were in a good place recorded something so that you could use it there's nothing wrong with that you know anyway so that's my because that I found that really helpful lately. Um, and you'll find, you know, if you start using one of these apps, you'll find teachers that resonate with you more, and then you can follow them. Like on my app, I have various people that I like the way they pray, I like the things they say, and I follow them. So then it's easier to find their, um, their material. But when you find something that resonates with you, you know, it doesn't, spirituality doesn't have to be, such a challenging hard thing you know just pull up a prayer that someone else recorded and listen to it and let that help shift you back into a better place yeah i love that that's um you know reminding me of that broader principle that says let it be easy you know yes. what would this be like if i let it be easy that's and anytime one. i've asked that well, the answer is it became easy yeah. You know, I'm remembering something you and I have talked about uh, several times, this concept of a spiritual GPS, and I love yeah. this analogy. So you know how like the GPS in your car, you tell it where you want to go, and it tells you where to turn. And if you miss a turn, it doesn't refuse to talk to you. It doesn't <laughs> criticize me. It doesn't give me a hard time. It doesn't fold its arms and like, oh, oh, so Shut you down. really do want to know how to get there? Oh, I <laughs> thought you did, but then you didn't listen to me. And so I thought, well, maybe you don't. It doesn't give you any kind of <laughs> attitude like attitude. that. No. What does it do? It just says, oh, okay, well, given where we are right now, here is the next turn. Here's an alternate you path. Should make with no judgment. Yeah. at all and i think that that is the way god works i think yes. that's the way the spirit yes, yes, works yes. also i have been asked many times by a sponsor when i'm in a kind of a deep funk or having a hard time he will ask me what have you done for other people lately and you it's know usually... what the answer is oh my gosh it's always <laughs> nothing it's always nothing i mean because i'm so caught up in my own Actually. story Yep. That I totally forgot. And so that is a helpful question. I When I have been asked that question, it's been helpful because it kind of jars me and reminds me, oh, yeah, right. Part of this, part of a spiritual journey, and certainly part of addiction recovery, is being of service to others for no reason at all. Not for fame, not for kudos, not for money, for no reason at all other than to show up and be giving. And so that can, you know, look very simple as well. We'll leave that as a, as they say, an exercise for the reader of things that you can do for others. But that's one way I have found that I, that has been helpful to me when I, when I get into a funk, when I get upset, when I get off the path, when I, you know, want to throw the whole program or uh, the whole, you know, concept of God out the window that yeah. has helped me. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org thrive.
Yeah, I'm I'm just looking at the passage again, and I'm looking at the part where it says, then my disease tells me that I'm a failure, and that if I stay angry, I'll surely get drunk. Yeah, that's just not necessary. I mean, the implication that if we have a bad day, or we're in a bad, um, what do you call it, in a bad place for, you know, in a bad stretch or whatever, that we're going to get drunk, or we're going to go back to using whatever our addiction was. No, I mean, it's not like we're only clean and sober on the good days. We're clean and sober every day, you know, and, and there, we got to just, you know, in this current culture of toxic positivity, I love to normalize bad days and challenges and times of rebellion and anger and frustration and sorrow. Those are normal human experiences. They are all part of what is within the normal range of the human experience. So just having a bad day or even a few bad days in a row does not mean you're going to use, does not mean you're going to get drunk. That's not the way it works. That's why we have these tools, you know. It's okay to have a bad day. It doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. It doesn't mean that you're off track. It doesn't mean that you're not spiritual enough. It means that you're human, that you are simply human. So just getting some perspective on that, that, you know, it's okay to have bad times. It, it's, it doesn't have to derail us. Um, I love this part about having compassion and kindness for ourselves. You know, I'm having a bad day. This is really hard. How can I, you know, how can I learn to soothe myself? That's a really big thing I think in recovery what can I do to learn to soothe myself so it might be it might be external things like you know snuggling up on the couch with a blanket um, you know whatever it is that we do for self-care things that feel good to us but also even more importantly than that is in that quiet time just saying quietly to yourself yeah this is hard this is really hard. Not like, why are you having a bad time and you must be doing something wrong and what step were you on when this happened? No, 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 no. None of that. Compassion for ourselves. Hard times is a part of being human. Yeah, I love that. And that self-compassion is a, a healing response. And it's one that we may have to learn because I know that you know, I can be very self-critical inside my my head, you know, my inner monologue. And hearing, like me just now, hearing what you said is a great reminder to me that that doesn't have to be that way. I can choose to um, you know, address myself, if you will, or consider myself in a different light. And the fact that having a bad day, you know, being angry, wanting to chuck it out the window or, or whatever it may be, is part of the process. And it's only a hindrance if I let it take over yeah. my life, right? But if I recognize that it is part of the healing process, a natural part of it, then I can have some self-compassion. And like you said, just acknowledge, yes, this is really hard. I really am having a hard time right now. Mm -hmm. And I might do something like, you know, eat popcorn and watch a Harry Potter movie for the hundredth yeah. time. If that brings me some comfort, it's better than, you know, drinking tequila and driving down the highway or whatever. Right. So finding something that I can do to be self compassionate 
like I would if, you know, if I had a child that were having a hard time, I might mm-hmm. hold them, you know, so can I do yep. that kind of stuff for myself Absolutely. and just recognize that this is part of it. Being kind and patient with oneself is a skill I need to learn and to continue to practice. And I, and I want to say this concept of a safety net. I mean, that's the title of yes. the uh, daily reflection. It, it could be anything. It could be prayer. It could be a group, like you said, go to a meeting. It could be a particular belief that I hold, that I return to, or a passage. Maybe if, if I read a passage from the Bible, it always reminds me that I'm okay. Maybe if I have that, I could read that. But it can be anything. A spiritual uh, safety net can be any kind of spiritual belief, practice, group. The point is to not let my upset take over my whole life, but to recognize it as a part of the journey. And then to make, for me, to make a conscious decision to be kind to myself and in some way to reach out, reach out to my higher power in prayer, reach out to my recovery friend, reach out to my sponsor, show up at a meeting. And in that way, I'm reaching out to the community. Yeah. And also, you know, one of our sayings, this too shall pass, you know, whatever it is that we're going through, it's not going to last forever, but when we're in it, it can feel like it is going to. So that's a tool reminding ourselves that this is not going to last forever. I, I have a little bit of mild chronic depression. And when I start to feel even the tiniest bit wonky, I start freaking out, you know, like, oh my God, is it coming on? Am I going to get depressed? Like I get scared, you know, but um, it doesn't have to be that way. You know, it's a, it's normal to have, um, feelings like that I don't have to go off the deep end with it um and I love also this idea of a safety net that um you know really so you talked about different types of things that can be our safety net that can be tools but ultimately I believe the ultimate safety net is our relationship with God right that's what catches us that's what separates us from our pre- program selves right we have a higher power now whether you think that higher power is within you without you all around you whatever name you call it by that is our safety net um that relationship with the higher power is what catches us when we fall and i was looking at that little part in the passage where it said as if I've slipped over a cliff and I'm hanging by one hand. And it makes me think about that story about the person that's hanging with one hand going, you know, God, God, help me, help me. And they don't realize that if they just let go, there was a ledge right below them. So um, that's just kind of another metaphor of how to think of spirit, how to think of the higher power, that there is something there that catches us. And the thing that catches us is our relationship with the higher power. Yeah, I love that. And I was just thinking how this is, in many ways, an expression of that old phrase that I know you and I love, let go and let God. There are a variety of ways I can let go, a variety of reasons why that might be a good idea for me. But at the end of the day, my safety net is the spirit in some way, shape, or form. Well, it is time for us to shift gears and move into what we call recovery in a nutshell, where we try to summarize 
all the pieces. So if we said 10,000 words, how can we say it in 100 words? I have no idea, oh, but I'll try. So Reverend Michelle, in a nutshell, if someone came to you and said, hey, how can I get back on track with my spiritual recovery practices if I get upset, you know, if I get angry and stop using them and get sick of the whole thing and want to just chuck it all? Yeah, it's the it's wanting to chuck it all. That's the problem, right? So that's where we need to stop ourselves. So just because we got off track doesn't mean that the whole thing needs to be thrown out. Um you and I are both mindfulness practitioners and a big part of mindfulness is stopping and starting again, stopping, forgiving ourselves for whatever, however we've gotten off track and beginning again. So I recommend that we use that over and over with our own recovery. There is no, there's no need to, you know, just chuck it all out the window. I mean, okay, so I got a little off track, whatever that means. So let me get back on track. You know, it's that all or nothing attitude that got us here in the first place. So yep. we need to soften that. Black and white um, thinking. And, and, and having a toolbox of um, things, having setting that up beforehand, you know, so that we have this whole toolbox of things so that when things get hard, we just start pulling stuff out of our toolbox. What can I do? Take a walk, sit in nature, listen to a prayer, listen to something spiritual, listen to some music, whatever it is, you know, start doing those, go to a meeting, help someone else, call my sponsor, call a friend, whatever, get myself to church, whatever it is, you know, just start doing doing those things and it will get better and and always remembering this too shall pass because it all passes the good passes the bad passes everything comes to pass nothing lasts forever yeah and it and it has always all the difficult times i've been in which are many uh here i am sober today uh, living a god-centered life one day at a time and loving life one day at a time it does get better um, what came to me was some, I don't know that it was advice as much as an instruction related to a mindfulness meditation. And I think this encapsulates it. So I hope this is helpful. What I was taught and what I now say, if I'm leading a mindfulness meditation is that if at any time you notice that your mind has wandered, when you notice, simply return your attention to your breath without judgment. That's exactly what I need okay. to do in recovery. If I know, if I notice that, you know, my, my mind has wandered away from recovery principles and is um, having a hard time. When I notice that's happened, I simply return my attention to my practice, to my higher power in all of the ways that you listed. And that, that peace without judgment, that's without the compassionate judgment. peace. Yes. I didn't make a mistake because I got upset. You know, I didn't make a mistake because my mind wandered. That's what it does. Yep. Right. And returning uh, without judgment, that is the recovery practice. Yes. So I hope that's absolutely. Helpful. I think that's the most important piece with compassion for ourselves. So as always, we have an affirmation for you. And today, this is our affirmation. When I experience challenging times in sobriety, I remind myself to embrace the journey with faith and self-compassion. Mm -hmm. When I experience challenging times in sobriety, I remind myself to embrace the journey with faith and self-compassion. Well, it's happened again. 
you've given yourself the gift of another episode of Spirit of Recovery, and we are grateful that you have. We sincerely hope that you found something in all of our yammering today that you find genuinely helpful. And we bless you wherever you are on your recovery journey. Yes, we do. And as always, we invite your questions, comments, wisdom, and feedback anytime. You can find us on our Facebook page, Spirit of Recovery, or you can email us at spiritofrecoveryunity at gmail.com. And please help us carry the message by following and subscribing to Spirit of Recovery on your favorite podcast platform. We're so glad you joined us today and hope that you will join us again. Until then, don't drink like my co-host. And please, please don't drink like my (laughs) co-host. Instead, have yourself a wonder-filled week. Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of A Guided Life Podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.